Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live. I'm so happy you are spending your day with me. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, it is September 30th, 2019. We are almost into October. This is amazing. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it will be October. So, hey, happy October to everyone. Welcome. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast where I talk about gaming. I talk about tech. I talk about life. Whatever jumps out at me, we go down that road. And that's kind of the whole fun of it. Um, really appreciate all of you spending your time with me. I hope that I can take care of at least an hour or so of your time and make it an enjoyable one. Of course, I'd like to give a shout out to all the amazing patrons that we have right here on the screen. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine is uh, the link there. This show is alive and kicking. You're listening to it right now because of the people you see right here on your screen. Thank you for uh, stepping up and coming aboard, matey, and making the show possible. Appreciate all of you. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. Of course, before we jump right in, HeineHouse.com is the website. I'd like to get that right out of the way so you know where to go. Take part and engage and interact with the show. Check everything out in the show notes, of course. Let's hit the intro. Let's jump right into the episode. Let's go. Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. technology. Heine House Live is available on Heine iTunes, Heine Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you yeah, listen to podcasts. <laughs> For all other info, including links to our community Discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the show. I just got an email, um, and they were talking like, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A sends, sends me emails, and they said it's International like Coffee Day on October 1st. Did we already have like five or six days that were International Coffee Day? Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. I love coffee, and I will have coffee every day and take any opportunity I can to have coffee, but... Did we already have one? They sent me an email about some um, salted caramel coffee milkshake. Yeah, you're going to get me triggered. I haven't even had your mac and cheese yet, Chick-fil-A. So, uh, yeah. Now, Chick-fil-A is a restaurant here that we have down here in the big AZ. Um, yeah, so we're going to have to try that. Um, totally random thought there. Um of course, you want to send an audio question? I would love to hear from you. I feel lonely. No one's called me. No one has called me. I feel so lonely and scared and hurt. I have a call. I, I played one last episode. I don't have anything in there. Yeah, it was last episode. I know. I feel lonely. I don't think anyone cares about me, Steph. I don't think anyone cares. They're just like, uh, even a voicemail. I don't want to talk to you. I don't even want to talk to his voicemail. Nah, she feels like that too. Oh, man. Oh, what the fuck? You, 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 you got mail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the more you know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this on a uh, podcasting app, feel free to give it a, a rating and a review. It really helps me trend, and I love to get into that trending and uh, help share the world of gaming and tech and fun stuff. All right, we're going to jump into some random news. We've got some stuff that's been happening. I Actually, I think I'm going to rename this segment just for this episode. <laughs> Maybe future ones. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to rename it to just random food news, lulz. Because every time I talk about random news at the beginning of the show, I always seem to talk about food. It always comes back to food. In fact, I, I named a podcast episode that specifically always comes back to food. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What? what? Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Um, Nestle, though, the incredible chocolate makers, uh, they're creating an exotic high-end Kit Kat bar. Well, we love Kit Kat bars. But what is this about? Well, it is a luxury handcrafted version of the Kit Kat. It's available only in the UK right now. So everyone over there, very lucky. Let, let me know how it is. Uh, it's just in time for the holidays. Mm -hmm. However, uh, you're going to be dropping about $17 or so on a bar. So this is super high end. This is very exotic. Choose from 
over 1,500 different flavor variations, and it will come in a personalized packaging. So you can customize it by saying probably weird things like, I'm a fat ass. I love chocolate. I don't know. You say whatever you want. But how cool is that? 17 bucks a bar. I mean, that's, that's pretty exotic, I would say. What else do we have for food news? Taco Bell chips are here. Okay. Yeah, we've heard about this for a while. And in fact, Steph and I have gone out. We've tried to find them. We cannot locate them anywhere. So maybe they're rolling out or something like that. I don't know. If, if you know where they are or if you've had them or purchased them, get in Discord and let me know. Please let me know where they are because I can't seem to find them. Um, so these are light colored tortilla chips and they look harmless. However, one of the flavors, Carolina Reaper, is made with the Reaper peppers. So they quote, it's scorching. And that's no joke. People who have tried them say it is hot AF. Don't eat a whole bag or your asshole will be on fire. Flames out the butt. Five pepper scale on the bag out of five peppers. Yeah. So they're not joking around on that. That's not some marketing gimmick. They say they're hot as shit. Of course, the Reaper, they're called Reaper Ranch. And so they're what they're trying to do is make it like it's ranch at first. And then, you know, it's, it's a little cool down of the ranch. So don't, you know, it's okay. You can have it. No, it's bullshit. It's fucking hot. Um, so first you'll taste the cool little bit of ranch and then it burns. It's a slow burn. But they do have other flavors. They have mild and fire, you know, to go along with their sauce packets. I would absolutely love to try mild and fire. I think I'd be into that. I would not be into the Reaper Ranch. One, I don't like ranch. Yep. Oh, I just heard. Oh, wow. I just, wow. I just heard everyone's gasp. That was crazy. Did you hear it too, Steph? I, I heard all of the listeners just gasp. Wow. I could actually feel it. One of the few people that you know that don't like ranch. Um, like Steph doesn't like it either. That's why we're, uh, you know, together. <laughs> um, yeah, but Mild and Fire, I'd be down to try it. Um, let me know where you guys have found those, if at all. Actually, I have a little picture here. I could probably pop up this picture and show you real quick. There it is. Look at that. Looks nice. Yeah, I'm I'm down to try that. Um, <laughs> McDonald's. What's going on, McDonald's? What's up, Ronald? Uh, McDonald's McSwag event has left customers McSad. <laughs> Evidently, McDonald's had done this little cross-promotion thing where if you use Uber Eats, you order food and then you get uh, swag. Like, you can get some t-shirts, I don't know, pins, a bunch of just random McDonald's swag. I mean, if you want a McDonald's t-shirt, hey, go for it. I, I mean, you know, I'm all for it. But evidently... Uh, the fine print, as with most kind of exclusive promotional marketing events, will say, while supplies last. We've been hearing that from the beginning of time. Well, that could mean that they have only five T-shirts in the entire U.S., and once they're sold, they're done. So they use it as a marketing uh, gimmick there. I feel like this is what's happened with McDonald's, because what happened was people were ordering food from McDonald's through Uber Eats, and they weren't getting anything. No swag at all. No mixed swag. Last Thursday, Uber Eats and McDonald's promised America to get some mixed swag. Well, I quoted Allison Robicelli because she had this incredible article um, that she wrote. Shit, and I forgot to put her website. How, how stupid am I? I got to credit these people. Um, Allison Robicelli. I think it was on drive-thru something. Shit, I'm sorry, Allison. She, she won't ever hear this, but sorry. Um, so I quoted her because she had such a great paragraph. It's so funny. It's perfect. It, it just it basically tells the story. Last Thursday, Uber Eats and McDonald's promised America some mixed swag. It was 100% the reason why I had 60 McNuggets, two Big Macs, four pumpkin pies delivered to my house. Instead of making my family a dinner that would have consisted of at least one vegetable, I have no problem shaving years off of my life, if that means getting a free t-shirt that I will never wear. <laughs> Allison, that was fantastic and absolutely perfect. I think we will jump through any hoop that we can to get a mixed swag t-shirt that we'll never wear or use as a oil rag in the garage. 
done that a few times. Anyway, so people placed orders. They didn't get their, their swag. In some cases, not even getting their food right. Oh, big surprise there. Um, take a look at this pic that I have here. If somebody posted. Yep. That is a Big Mac box full of $5 bill, a $1 bill, and some change. That's right. McDonald's gave them their money back in a Big Mac box. You're seeing that right. When they run out of your food, they refund you, and this is how that McDonald's ended up doing it. Isn't that funny? It's messed up, bro. Bro, get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Anyway, there's been no evidence of anyone receiving any mixed swag at all. If you received a mixed shirt, let me know. <laughs> that was my random news section. I'm renaming it to the food section. Oh, my goodness, folks. What is wrong with me? Are you ready for this week in gaming history? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> uh, this is a fun section. Everyone loves this one. This is This Week in Gaming History, the section where I talk about games that were released in the past during the week the podcast is out. How about that? September 29th through October 5th. Let's jump right into it. In 1990, Strider on Genesis in Japan was released. And we talked about it last episode. That was in Japan, but now it is in the U.S. Ladies and gentlemen, 1996, the Nintendo 64 console. Yes. Happy birthday again, N64. Love it. Love it. In 2009, Dead Space Extraction on Wii, a fun game that we have played. Steph's over there nodding. Yes, good stuff. A lot of fun. Um, in 2017, Cuphead. On PC and Xbox One. Wow, has it already been two years? Going on three for Cuphead. Great game. I feel like I remember seeing that at like uh, an event. It was uh, like PAX or Games Done Quick. or Yeah, it was on Games Done Quick. AGDQ. Yeah, definitely. Love it. Uh, let's move on to the next day. September 30th in 1992. Doom 2 on PC. The sequel. Amazing. In 1997, Fallout on PC, the original Fallout, which was way different than Fallout that we know today. Definitely go back and take a look at some of that footage. Actually, uh, Stephanie just started playing. She went back and played a little bit of Fallout, the original Fallout, for a little bit. She was having fun with that. Brutal. Very brutal, yeah. She's saying it wasn't uh, wasn't easy. And not only that, she, she had to do some crazy... Uh, fancy footwork to get the resolution right and the resolution of the game and the resolution of the text were uh, different. So we had to do some trickery and it was quite cra crazy. All that work, I still couldn't get dog meat to follow me. Couldn't get dog. I don't know if you guys heard that. She couldn't get dog meat to follow her after all that. That's terrible. Sorry about your dog meat. Don't get Bob triggered. He, meat? Chicken nuggies? McDonald's? What? What are you talking about? Um, uh, a year later in 1998, wow, on the same day, but a year later, Fallout 2. <laughs> That's crazy. Must be like Fallout Day. September 30th is Fallout Day. Has it been renamed that yet? That should be. Uh, 1999, Grand Theft Auto 2 on PC. We got some PC love here going on. 2003, Halo. The original Halo on PC. And look at that, 2003, we are just now, many, many, many years later, finally getting Halo to come back to PC. I've always thought that was weird. Microsoft only did the first Halo on PC and then the rest of it, put it on the console, put it on their Xbox. I know they want to push the console. They want to push those sales, but don't leave out PC people, man. We're on it. And now they're finally bringing it back so we can play it on PC again. Only, uh, you know, only took them a few years. <laughs> only took them 15 years. Uh, 2009, Gran Turismo on PSP, which is a fantastic version of the game. Uh, no one really talks about the Gran Turismo port on PSP. It is very, very good. And here's a little, um, little tip, a little trick for you. If you can find the um, uh, component cables for the PSP, they're very rare, but it, you can find them. Maybe even third party. Uh, be leery, but maybe third party. 
you get the component cables, plug that into your PSP, plug that right into your TV, and then you're set, dude. You have a great, great setup to play PSP games on your TV from the couch. It's awesome. And I'll be honest, that is the way I prefer to play. I I love handhelds. I, you know, Game Boy Advance and, and you know, uh, PlayStation Portable and 2DS, 3DS, all these handhelds and stuff. I love them. For me, though, I really, if I can, if I can get the console onto a big TV, I would rather play it that way. So the fact that you can do that on a PSP is great. So look for those cables. They have also have an S-Video cable, um, which is great, too. But uh, if it can do 720p, just do that. Might as well. Okay, hey, we're out of September, October 1st. Hello, October. Let's go. Stephanie's birthday month. Birthday girl. It's towards the end of the month. Just a little spoiler alert. Uh, October 1st, 1998. Medieval on PS1 was released. 2007. Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass on DS was released. 2008 Mega Man 9 on 360. Oh my goodness, 2008. I remember when that came out. I feel, see, this makes me feel super old because I, I remember like the days that this stuff happened. It's crazy. <sighs> Memories. Okay, 2013 Grand Theft Auto Online PS3 and 360. Remember how super hyped that was? Wow. And that was honestly, that was almost like one of the biggest letdowns in gaming for me, man. I was so hyped for that, like a fucking Grand Theft Auto online sandbox open world with friends running around, doing shit, robbing people, running people over, having a blast in Grand Theft Auto. Bro, I fucking logged into that thing, walked outside like, look at me, I'm here. Bam, dead instantly. Lost all my shit. Lost all my shit. What happened? I spawned back in my house. What did I do? I walked over to the edge. I looked down. Those fuckers are still in the bottom waiting for me to come out again. What? Bro, get some help. Get some help. What? 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 It pissed me off. I'm still mad about it, as you can see. But hey, Grand Theft Auto Online. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know. It's been like, honestly, it's been like four years since I logged in. Maybe I should jump in and see if it's any different. Do you play it? Do any of you play it? Let's, let's talk about it. Uh, October 2nd, 2002, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2 on PS2 and GameCube. We got some we got some racers here. Yeah, yeah, you know it. 2007, the one, the only, the amazing Flat Out Ultimate Carnage on 360 was released. An amazing game even today. The best Flat Out and unbelievable arcade racer. You need to play that. Hands down. Buy it on Steam, get it on 360, play it. 2007, WoW Battle Chest. We saw this uh, yesterday while out thrifting. Shout out to our new thrifting episode. Uh, episode 37 is going to be uploaded next week on my YouTube channel. So check that out. Everyone loves thrifting. It's back. It's coming. Uh, 2012 Sonic Adventure 2 on PS3. 2018, we have two actually on, in 2018 on the same day. Assassin's Creed Odyssey on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Mega Man 11 on Switch and PS4 on October 2nd. Couple more days here. October 3rd and 2010, We Party on Wii. I was there day one, man. I bought that shit. You know what? It's a fun game. Not all of them are great, but I really liked Pool. Pool was fun. Uh, 2011, uh, Rage on PC. The incredible id-developed game that... Uh, Carmack went on record and just say that they spent way too much time building that game. They spent like four years making it or three years. And by the time they were done with it, the tech had evolved. Uh, everything had changed. Like the game was different and it didn't really get the uh, love and appreciation. I think uh, that they hoped for, but yeah, really cool interview from John Carmack on that one. I think he was recently on, um, he was recently on a podcast. I don't remember where he was. I remember seeing it, but anyway, Good stuff. Uh, 2014 Super Smash Bros. on 3DS was released. Two more days here. October 4th in 1991, Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the Super Nintendo in Japan. That's a game that's fucking difficult. 1995, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, one of my favorites. So cute. Dun, 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 dun. And 2004... Mortal Kombat Deception on PS2 and Xbox. One that not a lot of people talk about. 
you know, Mortal Kombat went through that, you know, uh, um, what would you say? Growing pain stage. The rebellious against their parents stage. They did a bunch of weird shit. Everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? We love you, MK, but what the fuck are you doing stage? You know? Uh, 2011, Chrono Trigger on PS2. Probably wondering, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, it was re-released also down the road uh, on the Final Fantasy Chronicles on the PlayStation Network. It was a re-release, so you could get it there as well. I'd like to mention that. And the last day here, uh, October 5th, 1992, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest on Super Nintendo. NBA Jam on Fire Edition for 360. He's on fire! And lastly, in 2018, a year ago, on October 5th, Super Mario Party on Switch. That was This Week in Gaming History. Yes. How about that? Catch me inside. How about that? I'm playing the games. Catch me inside. All right, we're going to roll into some gaming news. How about that? Mm. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, I have a lot of gaming news, but I think I actually have a few more articles in a tech. Oh, no, I don't. Actually, I got a lot. No, no, we're good. We're good. It's a good episode here. Sony, uh, they did their Nintendo Direct style. That's what everyone's calling it. <laughs> they call it the state of play. It was a live stream that they did uh, recently. And uh, they talked about a few things that are coming out. Talked about some news. You should go watch. I'm not going to recap the whole thing, but you should go back and rewatch the entire event. They talked about a lot of cool stuff, including some new games and also a new bundle. We'll talk about that here in just a second. The Last of Us Part 2, they announced that. It's going to be released February 21st, 2020. That's right around the corner. Not that far away. We're right there. Um, and also uh, a demo of the upcoming remake of the PlayStation 1 game, Medieval. I talked about that earlier. It was in this week in gaming history. Here we are. 20 years later, they're doing a remake. So a playable demo is coming for that. So check it out. And then uh, we talked about uh, a new bundle. Well, it's a limited edition Death Stranding PS4 Pro bundle. It's coming out November 8th with a cool dripping handprint design. Go check out the uh, state of play to, to learn all the details about that and see all that good stuff. And it got me thinking. Here we are talking about there's Sony's releasing a bundle, another PS4 Pro bundle. This is basically, folks, this is going to be probably the last run of any bundle that we're going to see from PS4 Pro land. Because remember, next year we're going to really dive in on the PS5 and we're going to start seeing that. And when that happens, uh, Sony's going to want to really unload these consoles and get them moved out. So, again, I feel like if there's a time to buy a PS4 Pro right now, and same thing with Xbox One. If there's a time to buy any of this generation's consoles, do it right now. Or just do it right after the PS5 or the new Xbox comes out when that gets released because prices are going to come way down and the secondhand market is going to be flooded, super flooded, because little Billy is going to be trading in his PS4 Pro to try to get the new console. He doesn't give a shit about the PS4 Pro and all the games he's got. He doesn't give a fuck about any of them. He wants the new console with Fortnite. So that's, that is your opportunity to swoop in and get a good deal on a console. I did that with 360, man. I always, t I always tell the story. I don't want to say it again, but I'm going to say it again. When I, when, I got the P when I got the 360, I went through like two consoles. I got Red Ring of Death twice. And I finally was like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm taking it back, getting my money back, and I'm going to buy a console down the road, like way down the road. And that's what I did. I waited until 2010, and I got when they, um, when they announced the Slim. And they released a four gig slim and then the 250 gig slim. Remember one was matte and one was gloss. So I picked up a gloss one and that one worked flawlessly. So, and yes, it can be argued like, yeah, I basically missed out on the entire like generation of like that console's life. And yes, I did. I did. And so there's a, there's a give and a take there. It's, it sucks because you can't enjoy it while it's happening. But if you are patient and you don't give a shit, then you can pick it up later on when it becomes not popular anymore. And um, yeah, give or, give or take. You decide what you want to do, but that's kind of what I like to do. Um, anyway, yeah, so check out Sony on their State of Play live stream. Well, Microsoft jumped right into the ring as well, right after the fact, and did a conference themselves following their State of Play. 
Uh, Microsoft jumped in with inside Xbox presentation featuring new content and services coming to the Microsoft Xbox platform. More games are coming to Xbox Game Pass. I think they're already released, actually. I logged in last night to look, and there are, there are some on there right now. On Xbox One, Jump Force, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, and Lego Worlds are being added. And on PC, you're going to get uh, Cities Skyline, Saints Row 4, Bad North, and Dirt Rally 2.0. That's really exciting. So those are already uh, being put into your Xbox Game Pass. Go play them. They did make a mention, I just wanted to briefly talk about this, that the Project X Cloud, that service where it lets people stream their games anywhere, that is coming very soon. And I believe they have a splash page where you can, I think it's where you can log in and see if your device is supported and or meets the system requirements. I think that's what it is because it's not, it's not active just yet, but it is coming very, very soon. So uh, go ahead and just look that up and check that out. So. Yeah, a lot of great stuff from the uh, Sony and Microsoft world. I'm excited, man. A lot of good stuff. New console bundles. I mean, we're, we're in this really kind of, not a gray area, but we're in this transition period, even more so right now than even we were six months ago. Because like we were learning about stuff six months ago, like, oh, new consoles are probably coming out soon. But now, we, I mean, they're going to happen next year. So we're really having to decide where to spend our money, right? If you want to go ham and really get in on PS4 and Xbox One games right now. Get them while they're cheap. Um, the secondhand market is going to be super flooded, like it always is, when a new console uh, drops. So, yeah, man, it's exciting. This is very exciting times. I like it. Uh, this was a really fascinating article. The largest social VR convention just happened. What, what am I talking about? Imagine if Anime Expo were in VR. Think about this for a minute where attendees could browse booths and search uh, in search of avatars, apparel, accessories, try them on and also make purchases. What? Yes. A virtual convention. I think this sounds amazing and I would love it. Can you imagine just going into a convention and like walking around and like talking with people or checking out booths or vendors? Imagine being a vendor. What if you were a vendor, you could set up something and like show off. Maybe, uh, maybe you're an artist. So you could show off like pictures of your art. Maybe you're a musician. Hello, hint, hint. And you could show and let people listen to your music. Maybe you're a developer. You can have people play little demos of your game. Walk up to the booth, click X, your game launches, and they can play a little like five-minute demo of it. Like, dude, think about that. How amazing. And VR? Fuck. I'm sold. Sign me up. Uh, This launched on September 21st uh, at 11 a.m., uh, the convention, it was hosted uh, by Tokyo-based VR company Hickey. Hikey, it's H-I-K-K-Y. <laughs> Hickey? <laughs> Give me a little schmooch. Uh, it's going to run through September 25th, so it's already done, but uh, it was very, very popular, and it was done through the social VR platform, VR Chat. That's online. I know I see a lot of people on my, my Steam friends list playing that, and... Um, yeah, I've even watched some really funny videos where people are just, um, yeah, VR chat is interesting. Let's just say that it's not always PG in there. <laughs> you definitely got to watch what's going on in there. But uh, yeah, I, I think a VR convention is sounds dope. I would absolutely be interested in that. Um, Mario Kart Tour on mobile has been released. I know everyone knows this already, probably have even played it, but um some news has kind of been evolved. This was a few days ago, so you probably know it, but I want to talk about it anyway. I don't actually have the game and haven't played it. I know, what? Weird. Um, but the 200cc tier, along with other uh, items, gold items, and events, are locked behind a paywall. Oh, big surprise here, folks. Big surprise. Free-to-play game is not free-to-play if you want all of it. Big surprise. Um, so it's on iOS and Android. And uh, you can basically get the 50cc through the 150cc GP races. But if you want to take full advantage and get the 200cc, which unlocks all the other stuff, it's five bucks a month. Now, five bucks a month is not a lot. It's not a lot at all. I don't know if it's just like people are upset because it's the point of it and having a paywall to get the complete game. I mean, they give you some of the game. 
believe me, I'm not sitting here like defending that. I just think that I think it's okay for them to release the game to let you play and have fun. And then if you want to take advantage of all of it, if you want to go to the next level, if you want to enjoy it fully, you should, you should pay for it. However, the monthly thing, that's weird to me. Why not just charge five bucks or 10 bucks and just get the full game? Like the monthly subscription, ah, it's weird for that. It's really weird for that. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really, really weird. I got to think about that. They are giving you a two-week free trial if you want to check it out, but then after that, it's five bucks a month. Um, so the subscription service is called the Gold Pass, and it gives you gold gifts, which are ex- which give you exclusive bonuses for completing in-game tours, gold challenges, which are challenges that allow players to display exclusive badges, plus the 200cc mode. People are saying basically that alone is an entire game locked behind the paywall. Probably is. Probably is. You know, Nintendo's kind of been hit or miss. I I went on record years ago on All Gen Gamers, uh, years ago, and I said, Nintendo will never fucking release their games on mobile. I cannot see them doing that. I just couldn't see them doing it. You know, I feel like they're so, they're like Apple. They're so closed on letting anyone else have access to any of their assets or any of that. But now here we are. I mean... I, I saw Mario and Sonic. They skinny dip now together. They're, they're hanging out. They're doing all kinds of stuff together. I thought I'd never see that. And here we are. And now we've got Dr. Mario and animal droppings and Mario Kart. It's all on mobile. Hell has frozen over. Speaking of hell freezing over, Half-Life 2 just got an update. What? What? Is that a dingwoo? Oh my God, Tim Allen. What do you think about that? That's right. After five years, a patch came through for Half-Life 2. Also Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and 2 and Half-Life 2 Lost Coast. It had to deal with their NPCs. Evidently, the issue was uh, originated back in 2014 when Valve moved its games to its new Steam pipeline. And when they moved them over to the new pipeline, it broke a couple of things in that game. And uh, I've replayed the game many times since that time. And I just thought that this was like a normal occurrence. The the NPCs, every NPC in Half-Life 2 from 2014 to just currently do not blink. (laughs) Their eyes do not blink. They just are sitting there like. Yeah. And I thought that was just normal. Well, some people, some very um, people who are uh, have a lot of attention to detail spotted that and were like, wait a minute. These people aren't blinking. This is weird. Some people even went back to their Xbox 360 orange box, loaded that up to see if they blink in there, and they did. So they're like tripping. Why aren't they blinking? They look weird. I mean, the citizens of Half-Life 2, you know, they have it pretty rough. Think about it. Not only do they have to live under the wrath of the Combine, but they just had to spend the last five years not blinking. That is some dry-ass eyes. Give these NPCs some Visine. Need some Visine. Everyone's tripping now. They're like, Half-Life 3 is coming. They updated it. Shit, I wish. Shit, I wish. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. I love this. It's time to talk penises. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you weren't expecting that, were you? You're like, I'm ready for this. Oh, yeah, we're talking cock. We're going to talk shop, talk cock. Here we go. PUBG. Yep. Penis and PUBG. It sounds like a restaurant name. Um, actually, no, wait, that's weird. It doesn't sound like a restaurant name. It sounds like a uh, an arcade. No, I don't know what it sounds like. PUBG Lion Skin that they that they recently released on an update had a little bit of a flaw. Now, if you're listening to the audio feed of this, you're going to have to go back to around the 35-minute mark and take a look at this on the screen because <sighs> PUBG 4.3 update recently released, introduced a lion skin amongst other changes and skins and things like that and some balances and some fixes. But they also released some Halloween skins too, which is great and exciting. However, they released a skin called Leo. It's the Leo skin. It lets you dress up as a lion. 
And then once you are that lion, you can customize that lion and put some different shirts and stuff on and all that. Um, but it's a lion. So lions have tails, right? Yeah, that's, that's cool. Well, the tail doesn't really have any tail physics. <laughs> uh, so in other words, the tail doesn't really flop around like it should, if you know what I mean. The tail is maybe a little stiff, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the tail kind of protrudes, if you know what I mean. Uh, what happens is you jump out of the airplane on PUBG and the tail, I, I don't know what to say. I guess I'll just show the picture. <laughs> the tail is between your legs and it looks like a lion cock. <laughs> oh my goodness. What? What? They did not look at that. When they made the skin, they didn't think about it. They're like, it's great. There's no tail physics. And why does a tail look like a cock anyway? Isn't it supposed to be like furry the whole way? Why does it have a head? Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get, get, get some help. So funny. And I got to say, I'm a PUBG fan. I love playing PUBG. Shout out to my homie Cody who bought me the game like three years ago. Here's the thing. <sighs> Am I going to get a whole bunch of shit for this? Why do we have all these dumb skins? Why do you want to be dressed up as a fucking lion in PUBG? Like. I. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm showing my age. I don't. I don't get it. Allows your personality to shine through. Okay. And I can understand that. We all want to express ourselves in our own way. I get it. You want to be a. What I like to do in PUBG is take all of my clothes completely off. Yeah, so does everybody else. Well, that's great. That's great. We all run around naked. It's naked PUBG. I mean, a lion. Oh, I'm there. It's Mufasa. What the fuck? You know, just don't get it. Uh, 8-Bit Do, they released some controllers to accompany the Switch Lite. Actually, they look really, really nice. It has, it has the same two colors that the Switch Lite has launched with. Um... It has two D-pads, two sets of buttons. It's wireless. They're $25 each. Uh, they can work on PC, Mac, Android. They're wireless, of course. Uh, shipping October 30th, so they're available now. You can go purchase them right now. Uh, they also have a programmable turbo button for you to get in there and program some of them turbo buttons. Here's a shot of them. They look really nice. Although I am, I am kind of confused with this. And I, I'm not doubting or denying that they're, they look actually really comfortable and they look great. I'm just trying to figure, I don't understand them. I don't know what they're like, what the purpose would be, like what game or what purpose or the, the target like demographic for this, because they have two D pads and two sets of face buttons. So you lose the analog joystick completely. And we all know we have analog drift on the switch. So wouldn't it be wise to put an analog joystick in there and make a better analog joystick? And the thing is, is though 8 do also has other great controllers that have the analog stick for Switch. So like, I'm not really sure what, what this is for. Is this like for Tetris? Like um, the new Zelda game doesn't support the D-pad. You have to use the analog stick. So like this one even work for that. And then it's for a console that's supposed to be a handheld that actually discourages the use of using wireless controllers because it's a handheld and you hold it and there's no kickstand on it. So you can't prop it up anyway. I'm like, well, it's actually for switch. It's not for switch Lite. Well, look at the colors. The colors are switch light. So anyway, I'm just confused as you can see. I don't really know what that's for. 25 bucks is a good price. I think for a, a great wireless controller like that and they make great products. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? I mean, what, what would that be for? I'm, I totally have no idea. Totally at a loss, so let me know. It could be a great Tetris controller. You know, it could be that. Um, we're going to move on to some tech news. That was gaming news. How about that? Let's move right on. 
Tech News. Yeah, we actually had some serious uh, breaches and serious hacks that have happened this week. A lot of crazy shit going on there. Uh, YouTube was hacked. You've probably heard about it. Um, according to ZDNet, an investigation was found uh, and kind of reported on this that uh, a lot of well-known YouTubers, big YouTubers in the car community, also um, in, I think they said the cooking and also in the gaming and Disney categories and some influencers, they say, have been uh, hacked. And it was basically a very calculated, uh, very aggressive spear phishing attack where they would send fake uh, emails to these content creators and then that they would get them to log in to a fake Google page, which looks completely legit. And when they do so, their login credentials were then harvested. All of their information was then transferred over to the hackers. They got rid of their channels. They deleted their videos. They lost access to their accounts. It's actually an extremely serious deal. And that's terrible. It was definitely a coordinated spear phishing attack. So be very vigilant, folks. Do not ever open up email attachments or log in through emails. Like, just be very, very careful. This is crazy. A lot of, basically, everyone's getting hacked. This is the world we live in. This is undeniable. All you can do is try to be as careful as you can. Uh, even when you are careful, uh, we're going to talk about DoorDash coming up. DoorDash got fucked. And there's nothing, like, it's not your fault. There's nothing you can do. It's just the way it is. It's really, really sad. Uh, Google did make a statement. We encourage users to enable two-factor. Uh, you should, you really should enable two-factor on everything, even though that isn't hundred percent secure. It is more secure than not having it. Uh, so enable two, two form factor. And if you can have it to where they don't send you a text to authenticate it, have it be done within an app. If they offer an app for that, like Blizzard has it, Google does have that, uh, Authy for discord and Patreon and a bunch of others do this. You should authenticate it through an app if possible. It actually pops up on your phone. You click yes on your phone and then you're good. Do it that way. So yeah, a lot of serious stuff going on in the YouTube world. That's kind of a big, big mess. So I hope, I hope they get that resolved quickly. And it sucks for everyone who's, who got hacked in that. Um, we have some Amazon news here. If you have a smart device from Amazon, I apologize. Maybe unplug it real quick. <laughs> but I'm going to be talking and saying the the words and I'll give you like a couple minutes to go do that before I talk about it. Um, Amazon held their media event in Seattle on Wednesday. The company unleashed a flood of hardware over 90 minutes long. The presentation was quite in depth, including new Alexa <coughs> devices and new <coughs> echo, <coughs> excuse me, uh, devices and uh, some other gadgets. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to show some of them. Uh, I rounded up the highlights here to kind of show you, so I'm going to pop open the pictures. We'll just go through them together. Uh, Echo Buds. Wireless Bluetooth Echo Powered Hands-Free Earbuds. All right, that's pretty cool. It's like AirPods, but Echo Buds. Hey, buddy. Uh, Echo Frames. Alexa-powered smart glasses. Talk to Alexa without having your phone. It's beta testing in the fall. $180 a pair. No camera on it, thank God. But look at this dude here. Basically, she's like, are you looking at me or is it Alexa? And he's thinking, hmm, it's Alexa. <laughs> uh, let's go. Echo Loop. What? A ring that you wear on your finger that you can talk to. It has haptic feedback, has a mic and a speaker, allows you to talk to your hands. What the fuck? Look at this dude. He's like, uh, this is what he's saying right here. <sighs> Uh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, radishes are on sale for, uh, 49 cents a pound. And, uh, I'd like to order, uh, some food when I get home. Maybe I should get some mixed swag. Alexa, remind me to get mixed swag when I get home, please. I'm at the grocery store and I just want to get out of here. And little Susie Roo here, she's been annoying. She's been yelling the whole time. Look at her. She's yelling. She wants to go shopping at somewhere else, but I just want to get these horseradishes and go home. Thank you, Alexa. I love you. Bye. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. I talked to him. That's what he said. A new Echo speaker. All right, not much info. Just the speaker, new speaker. 
uh, Echo Studio speaker. This is really cool. Look at this. 3D audio now. It has five speakers inside, a five and a quarter inch woofer, and a ported enclosure. This thing looks dope. To be honest, that probably sounds really good. I would like to try it. All day. Uh, Echo Dot. A new Echo Dot with a clock in it. You can now see through the mesh and see the clock right on front. And I think that's kind of a nice looking device. I like it. This is my favorite though. The Echo Glow. A lamp. You can make glow any color. You can dim it. You can adjust the brightness. And you can also set it to automatically dim or brighten up depending on your sleep schedule. How cool is that? I like that. I also really like this clock they have next to it. Look at that. That's a really cool clock. It's like a clock in a cereal bowl. <laughs> Just add milk. He need milk. <laughs> There's a new ring camera. Looks cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring. Awesome. Uh, that's it. Yeah, some new Amazon stuff. New Amazon. Amazon stuff. How about that? I like it. Um, uh, eight years after its launch, folks. Eight years after its launch, Twitch is getting a facelift. That's right. It's getting a new look, new colors, fonts, different tools for creators, new dashboard interface, and chat upgrades are all here and rolling out slowly. TwitchCon happened last weekend, and a lot of news came during that time. Uh, the idea, and this is what they said on here, quote them, the idea was to future-proof the brand and to better represent its creator community. Quote, I think the important feature is that we're not tearing everything down. Twitch is a brand that is loved by a lot of people, and we want to be very consider considerable. I'm sorry. Want to be very considerate to our community. And that's great. Hey, any, any company that is saying that and trying to do that, I'm all for it because basically, you know how it is. The, these companies are here for the community at the very beginning, and then in the end... They don't really care. They just shit on you. So that's nice. Uh, the nuts and bolts of it is what they say. There's a new purple color. All right. So it's definitely a little bit lighter, not as dark. And there's a new font called Rubert, which is it's actually really cool. It's based on the synthesizer, the Moog synthesizer, the very popular Moog that was created so many amazing, amazing songs. Um, and there's around 20 or so new colors. There is a new logo, which is called, their logo is called Glitch. I don't know if you knew that. It's called Glitch, so there's a new Glitch. And um, the effect is that Twitch logo looks sleeker and more modern. I have a couple of screenshots here to show you. And I'm not going to lie, I like it. I think it looks good. And uh, their, new, their new slogan they just came out with, you know, slogan is, you're already one of us. That's their new saying. How about that? Thank you. Yeah, I like it. I like that the purple is a little brighter. I like the more modern look. And I think it looks great. So, hey, good stuff. I'm excited and I can't wait to try out some of the new features and see the new chat stuff. So um, I guess it's a great opportunity to plug my Twitch. You can find me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash The Heine House. Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, a couple more news articles before we wrap things up here. DoorDash. Here it is, folks. Here's the DoorDash. They, do, they did confirm a data breach affecting 4.9 million customers. Oh, my goodness. What's, what's, wrong, what's wrong with you? Bro, get some help. 4.9 million customers are affected by this breach, a.k.a. that's everyone. <sighs> customers, delivery workers, and merchants all had their information stolen by hackers. The breach happened May 4th, the company said. Wow, holy shit. May? Hold on, let's do the math real quick. May 4th. So May. So May. Let's count May as a whole month. June, July, August, September. The fuck? Took them five months to report that. That's not that's not looking good. <sighs> Customers who joined after April 5th. 2018 are not affected by this breach. Um, yeah, that's rough, man. That is rough. Company also said customers had the last four. Oh God, here we go. Get this. 
a company said the customers also had the last four digits of their payment cards taken, though full numbers and card verification values, the CVV, were not taken. Both delivery workers and merchants had the last four of their bank account numbers stolen as well. Around 100,000 delivery workers also had their driver's license information stolen in the breach. Holy shit. Holy shit. Dude, there is no fucking way I'm going to buy a house at this point. I have, my account has been breached 20 times this year. My credit is fucked because of it. (laughs) I'm not meaning to make light of it or make a joke about it. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. And it just sucks that that's the world we live in, man. That is the world we live in. You can't get ahead. We got these fucking assholes that are trying to steal our data. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. I said it before. Go to Las Vegas. Go to the fucking hacker convention. Go in there and meet with these companies and hack their shit and be successful and win a bunch of money and then get hired and get paid a bunch of money to help them fix their shit, dude. Like put your, put it to use. You're talented. Put it to use. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't know. That's the mind of a hacker, I guess. I'm not a hacker, so I don't get it, but it's, it's probably like, the fact of, of doing it, overcoming, like breaching, you know, like it's almost probably like a drug or something. But anyway, be careful on the DoorDash. Uh, so uh, uh, if you use DoorDash, uh, change your password. <laughs> uh, and the last bit of news here, I have Logitech. They are buying Streamlabs. Yes, we heard about this uh, not too long ago. And it's an official thing. They, they went to become one. They're becoming one. Uh, Logitech is, we got to be careful, folks. I mean, Logitech is kind of on a buying spree right now. So um, I'm not meaning that that's bad at all. I think it's great. A company, you know, they're they're spreading their wings. They're uh, acquiring some other uh, businesses and companies and apps and things. But we just, you know, you got to keep an eye on it. It's all I'm going to say. It's all I'm going to say. It's like if we had... We already are in a fucking shitty monopoly now. Like we only have access to two internet service providers where we are, right? In some cases, you only have access to one. That's a monopoly. That's bullshit. You should have access from other companies because then they control everything and it's just not right. They usually fuck you in the ass. So we have to be careful with that. Again, that's a very extreme example to this Logitech buying Streamlabs thing. But in the end... Once these companies buy everybody and we have one company that controls everything, we kind of have a problem, I think. So we have to, we have to watch that. Anyway, they're buying Streamlabs, uh, which makes the popular live streaming app Streamlabs OBS. And uh, Logitech has agreed to acquire them for $89 million. Yeah, it's not chump change. Uh, Streamlabs OBS already helps streamers set up their streams, track donations alerts, set up stream overlays, follow their chats and do a whole bunch of more great, great um, things for Twitch. I actually used Streamlabs, I think about four years ago at this point, four or five years ago. And uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. However, I felt like they kind of started to fall behind other, other companies, other, other apps. Um, and so I switched to stream elements and I use them currently, but uh you know, they're all kind of like neck and neck. They all have like, this one has th- this feature, this one has this feature. They all do the same thing, but it's kind of comes down to ease of use. So I haven't used Streamlabs in a long time, but I should probably take a look at it again, especially after this. But we'll see what they what they do. I will say one thing about Logitech. I've used Logitech from the beginning of time. Honestly, I really have. And I love Logitech. I love their peripherals. I love their controllers. I love their devices. I love their input devices. I'm not a huge fan of their headphones or their microphones. And I think that's a big reason why they bought blue microphones. If you remember last year, we talked about this. They bought blue microphones, which is a very high end. Actually, they come from the pro audio world. They're kind of more known for like having gaming devices because everyone is using the blue snowball, the Yeti and a bunch of other mics or the woodpecker. There's a bunch of mics that they make. Um, in the pro audio world, but they were starting to do like USB mics and everyone was using them. It really is a snowball. We should really give credit to where credit's due. It's a snowball that really changed the game for everyone. It was a cheap, affordable USB mic. It was easy. You just plugged it in. Boom. It worked. 
worked on Mac, worked on Windows, worked on iOS, it worked on Android. You could just get an adapter. It was great. So, you know, with that being said, they bought blue microphones to probably up, well, they better up the quality of their microphones. They've always had really shitty microphones. And I've even had their really high end, like G, whatever. I had one of their first USB headphones. It was like 2006. What was it? It was the G. You guys remember it was the G something. It had three buttons on the side where you could change on the fly voice changer it had a volume knob on the side, went up and down. It had a little bendy mic. It had a light on the end of it. It's what? Garbage. You mean garbage. Go <laughs> is the garbage. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I caught that one. She's like, is it the garbage? Yeah, it's the G garbage. This is good. I should set a mic up over there for you so you can get in on these. I don't remember what it was, but no, please do. Please do. I'm going to set a mic up next time. Uh, but yeah, no, it was garbage. In fact, I put it back in the box and stored it for 10 years. And then I sold it on eBay, like maybe six. One of the last things I sold on eBay. Surprised I didn't get it back. <laughs> it's broken. They sent me a pile of shit in a box. Um, yeah. So anyway, Logitech bought Streamlabs. I think it's pretty cool. Very, very cool. So I don't know what this means exactly. We're going to have to see what this means and what happens down the road, how they're going to integrate. Because the last thing I'll say about Logitech is, although I do like their controllers and inputs, not a huge fan of their headphones. I've never been a big fan of their software. Anyone who's used Logitech for a long time knows, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a fucking hater. I'm saying this because I've used it and it hasn't been great. Most of the time, the early Logitech software was so fucking buggy and so hard to use. Like, does anyone, are you guys using this software? Because it's terrible. It doesn't work. And you know, yeah. So hopefully they fix that. I mean, I use their software. Now I have a Logitech keyboard on my other computer. Actually, I have one here. This is a G45, whatever it is. It's basic, just mechanical keyboard. But, you know, just got to gotta make sure that software is solid. And uh, maybe they will integrate some of that into Streamlabs. So good stuff right there. So that was tech news, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Uh, we, uh, I'm going to mention again because we have that community event that is still going on right now. It is hashtag autumn or hashtag fall, whatever you prefer. And we're talking about, um, games or a gaming memory or something. What, what reminds you when you think of video games, what reminds you of autumn? What reminds you of fall? Maybe there's a scene, maybe there's a time, maybe there's something in a game that really reminds you of fall because now here we are October. We're going down that road of the holiday season, which is a lot of fun. And you can take part in this by joining our discord. All you have to do, check the show notes of this podcast for the link, you click it, opens it up on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, on your laptop, whatever have you. And you can join in and check out the uh, Discord community. I'm going to pop open a picture here just to show you guys what that looks like. In case you don't already know. And you can also find that by going to my website, heinyhouse.com, if that's easier. Heinyhouse.com. Just scroll to the very top of the page and you'll see a Discord in the top left. There's a Discord icon. All you do is click it. Made it really simple, really easy for you. All right, let's go here. So here's the screenshot here. Here's how it looks. Join the Heine house right there on the left. You can join the podcast chat room. See, we've got, we've got normal chat room. We've got the podcast chat room. I've got Patreon chat room down here for all the patrons in here. Gaming servers. You want to play with your friends. You want to talk about stuff. Look at even pocket camp is right there. You're invited to a very special celebration of the spooky Halloween Jack-o'-lantern stuff. Jack's coming back. Yep, she's excited. She's already logged in. She's playing it right now. <laughs> Real shit. So yeah, that's how you join and come on in there. And then next week, we will show off. I will show them just like this right here. I'll pop it open. We'll, we'll see the pictures and talk about the autumn gaming memories. And there's also some people that threw down today, which is great. Can't wait to share that stuff. So thank you so much. Um, you want to get at me? Send me a voicemail. I'd love to talk. I'd love to hear and answer any questions you have or maybe talk about a mem memory or something. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. And again, you don't even have to talk to me. Just call the number and you'll hear a pre-recorded voice of me saying, Hello. Leave me a message. <laughs> and then it will beep. And then you can talk. 
and then I'll play it on the show. It's a lot of fun. I'd love to talk to you. Um, I'm going to queue up a song as we say goodbye. Every episode, I play one of my songs that I've done, either an original or a remix, and just draw attention to it. Folks, if you want to support the show and you don't want to be on Patreon and you don't want to give a review or a star rating, you can definitely support the show by checking out my music, sharing it, um, share it with your friends, post it on social media, stream it, and or please download it, purchase it and download it, or even tip me. That's how you do it. I would love to love to get in and get into your playlist one way or another. All right, so shout out to all of the people who have given love and support. Let's pop open the Patreon slide again. Thank you all. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. Shout out to all of the lovely people here. And of course, extra special thanks to the Game Loft patrons, all of my good friends, Brandon, George, Aaron, Weldon, Tammy, Sam, Luke, and Ryan. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, let's pop open my, uh, I'm, I'm playing this. I'm going to stream it directly right off of Bandcamp, which is where you can uh, listen to it if you want as well. Um, there's two really two main places. This Bandcamp, you can have it all there. You can check it. And then also, uh, you know, my website is probably the best place to take a listen. But let's, let's pop this open. As you can see, wow, who's that? Who's that handsome devil? Who is that handsome devil? Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, I'm going to continue on my playlist of video game remixes because they're just so awesome. And we're going to jump in. To seven day forecast. This is a Wii weather forecast remix that I did to celebrate the the uh, season of autumn and fall happening. Let's get the forecast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. I hope you have an amazing week and I appreciate you all so much. Catch you later. Thank you.